In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Folks, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast, brought to you by Druidia. That's a joke, and you won't get it because it happened off air. We were just talking yeah. about space balls. So it's good to have you here with us tonight. I have a full table with me tonight. I have with me Eric the Artist. I am not Han Solo. I have with me Terra the Inquisitor. Harley Quinn is the best. And I have with me Gary the Stud. I still have my red solo cup. <laughs> and I am Bob Crisman, your host, who would like to have beer right out of that red solo cup. Okay, so here we are. It's We're back together again. We're sorry for a small hiatus, but you know what? Sometimes life has to happen, folks. And sometimes life just is more important than a hobby, which is what we're doing here, and yes. that's okay. Yes, but gosh, a lot of things happened while we were away from you guys. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like suddenly everybody went, you know what? Here's a trailer. Here's a trailer. Here's a trailer. Here's a trailer. We had a couple of weeks there where we were like, eh, there's not been a lot of news. Yeah, there hasn't and been then much- we take a hiatus, yeah. and it's like someone it's like- was listening to the podcast going, okay, they're off air. They're Release quick. everything. Release downs. <laughs> so this is Trailer Mania. That's right. I've already titled the episode before we even get into it because I can't help it. We have a lot to talk about tonight as far as trailers are concerned, and it's going to be hard for us not to talk about these trailers because they're out there, and I know everybody wants to hear our thoughts on them because, well, they like to hear our thoughts on everything. Yes. So, we're going to be talking about the X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer first, then the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, then the trailer for Venom, then the Deadpool 2 teaser trailer, and of course we have to finish it out with the Solo, a Star Wars story trailer. Okay, so let's start with the most obvious trailer that we thought we would start off with, which is the Dark Phoenix 2, or or, sorry, X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer. Uh, You know... Hot on the tales of Age of Apocalypse. Well, yeah, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, Age of Apocalypse was a big deal. It had a lot of stuff going for it. And then you look at this teaser trailer for this particular movie. Does it feel the same? Like, am I crazy? Or, like, 
when we first viewed this, I was kind of like, this doesn't feel like the other movies. <clears throat> I don't know if it's the way, if it's a badly edited trailer, but it's, I noticed one point of the trailer is not to show people's faces much. Right. There's very little you actually see someone's face. It's obscured, in shadow, three-quarter turned away from the camera, slightly out of focus. It's like they're constantly barely showing you faces. There's even a shot at the beginning there where I kind of felt like they looked like G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah well, there's snake too. eyes. Right, there's snake eyes. There's, you know, Scarlet, Scarlet yep. Witch. You know, like, <laughs> it, I almost wonder if it is a shot from G.I. Joe. I mean, like, like they just threw it in there, see if you're paying attention to right. it. I don't know. It, it, I want to believe... That this is going to be a that's, really cool that's movie. That's the X-Files. That's the X-Files. Right. <laughs> you want to believe. You want to believe, right? I, I want to believe this is going to be a great movie, but part of me is sitting here saying, why? Okay, if I'm Sony, would I put a lot of bang into this movie at this point? And we've talked about it. We, having sold the franchises to Disney, do you go out on a bang? Thank you. Thank you, Fox. Do you go out on a bang, or did they partway through decide not to dedicate resources to it? Right. Like, did they maybe in the editing phase decide, yeah, not so much. You right. know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and Dark Phoenix could be a big thing, but I kind of feel like if they don't do it right, it could be an awful thing, too. See, there's, I, I there's Cobra knew, Commander. Did you catch if, that? Uh, yeah, if I wasn't <laughs> watching closely, where you half kind of see uh, Quicksilver from behind and right. some other things, I wouldn't necessarily know until the very end when they give you a pretty good shot of Beast from the side and Storm that I'm watching an X-Men trailer. It looks like some thriller. Right. It really doesn't come across as X-Men, and it's like they're not, it's almost like they're not promoting it that way. And, and part of me, that part of what I'm worried about here is just the simplistic idea, the simplistic idea that they don't look like the X-Men at all. Right. You know, I mean, I've always complained that the, the, the Fox version of X-Men has never looked like the X-Men and I'm sorry, I'm talking about the costumes. They've never looked right. And I'm not saying they have to have, well, it goes all, right. all it goes all the way back to Wolverine in the very first X Men movie, Correct. where he says, "What's with the outfits?" And Cyclops looks at him and says, "Would you prefer yellow spandex?" Right. And honestly, there's our wink joke. Now right. we're going to never actually and, show the costume. And part of me was like, "Yes, I prefer the yellow spandex." <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I know they were kind of like ha ha haing the moment, but I was yeah. kind of like, "Yes." Like, but remember you're, back you're then, it. we didn't have that. Was seven years before a Marvel universe would even start. True. And Marvel was the ones that seemed to finally crack the code in how to translate the costumes to screen. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to have a spandex. <clears throat> costume to get me into the X-Men. I mean, we had a Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren where the only time you saw the Punisher symbol was on the edge of a, a, the tip of a knife, like a, the, right. the handle of a knife. But now you have Cap in a full-on Cap gear, but done tactical. They right. know how to translate it to realism. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Black Panther, which, you know, I'm hoping to see this weekend. So Black Panther, I think Black Panther looks like the costume, but it's also <laughs> modernized, but I'm okay with that. Yes. I like the fact that they added in the padding and all the weird stuff into it, but I'm okay with it. It looks good. Well, it's super technical. Apparently, right. his suit, they're saying, in the new movie... It's going to be technologically advanced. Is, is, ...is more technologically advanced than Stark's Iron Man suit. Which well, I think is cool. that's the way that's supposed think, to be in yeah, my because personal they opinion. are a high-tech society. Right. I would totally believe that. They're supposed it to be ahead of the time of yeah. everybody else, and I'm cool with that. And that's where I'm sitting here going... You've never given that to me out of the, any of the X-Men films. Right, no. You know what I mean? And to me, the X-Men the closest, are about the, the actual costumes. The they closest really they are. came, <laughs> if you want to make people mad, X-Men 3. Yeah. With Brian Singer. was not Brian Singer. With uh, Brett Ratner. Right. Mm-hmm. They actually, he, he finally showed us Colossus. He did the whole Cannonball special. I mean, Correct. He was, he was trying, at least, mm-hmm. to turn it into the comics, even though the movie was very badly received. 
he was he was starting at, to bring the comic at elements. At least in. the team had an almost team looking yeah. outfit together, which I would actually liked about X three. I know there's a lot of people that Two. hated X three. It was no three. We're it was three. three. X Men no. three. Two was still was still, still uh, kind of semi. It was Singer, and it was it was a really good movie. Right. But the third one, he brought in the Juggernaut right. and all yeah, that. And people right. were just Sorry. like, "Oh, this is a joke." They didn't like the look of that. And I'm just like, at least they're trying to do the See, comic I, more. I didn't like the story of three, but I liked the look of three. Right. And because they actually started to try to bring the look of the comics into the movie, and that's the weird thing. Everybody hates the look, and I'm like, but that's the comics. If you read them, you understand yeah. that. I yeah. mean, like. So, I don't know. Here's my complaint with this movie. We have not seen much of Jean Grey. And to have Dark Phoenix, you need to know Jean Grey's entire story. Because you need to have Phoenix before you have Dark Phoenix. They really haven't built up to her. No, they haven't. And that's my complaint. Like, they're going to ruin Phoenix. Well, they, they kind of touched upon the Phoenix Force in Apocalypse. Right? They, they did. T- they did. Slightly. At the they, very they end. actually Slightly. touched on it more in, going back to it, X3. Right. She went full Phoenix, yeah. and yeah. Wolverine had to kill her. And it was, right. again, you know, they did it then. But I know, now, but now they're doing it differently. Yeah, they are. And I'm wondering, hear me out on this, if the end of this movie, if they know they got to go out with a bang, they kill off all versions of these characters, she literally rips... The universe part, a part in uh, a hole in the fabric, and into the Marvel universe they go at the end of the movie. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it would be—it sounds dumb, but it'd be a great way to go out. Be, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. go ahead, go off, go like, for it. Right, if you're not, like, if you're not doing these, if versions you're going to lose characters it, characters then again. lose it all. Yeah. Let let Brian Singer's universe go away. Let them all go away. Well, they, yeah. they, they did that already with the uh, second uh, first class movie. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The the they changed time, the timeline. Uh, what was it called? Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Yeah, because they altered the timeline and, and changed the past okay. yeah. in order to go into the future. I mean, I liked First Class, and I yeah. liked Days of Future Past. Apocalypse didn't do much for me. It felt like it was trying to be a big spectacle, but I never... Like, uh, what's his name there? Poe Dameron's version of Apocalypse was n- just never... He, he didn't feel like Apocalypse to yeah. me. He never felt really like a great villain. And there were some cool moments and stuff, but the movie felt disjointed to me. So I didn't like it as much as the first well, two. I, I thought he, was a, he played a good villain, but he didn't play a good Apocalypse. Right, yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know, it, was, it should have been a different villain, even if they just made it up for the movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. It would have been all right. I guess the part I'm disappointed in is they set up an awesome moment to bring in Mr. Sinister, and yep. I don't know if Dark Phoenix were going to get the Mr. The, uh, Sinister. Yeah, they might not be touching on that now. And so I now I'm like kind of like we got left, you know, kind of going... Because we don't have a Mr. Sinister now. I feel like basically it's Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix ends with a bang every time. They just want to throw Dark Phoenix at you so that they can say they did that storyline. Twice. (laughs) Yep. Well, again, I think maybe they had uh, long-term plans and everything, and then they sold off. Yep, and they had to rethink it. And here's the thing. Who was doing the new Mutants movie? That was also Sony, wasn't it? uh, Uh, Fox. Fox. Sorry, it was Fox. It was Fox. It was Fox. Which is we've what heard, this is from. We've heard nothing about that. I hear it's been pushed back. It's on hiatus. It's on hiatus. And it was like this whole horror take. And this almost starts to feel like they're adopting. This trailer, at least the way it's edited, feels like it's got a bit of a horror element to yeah. it. Horror element to it. <laughs> i got to pronounce that word right. <laughs> um, because it's got that. It, it, it feels like it's hinting at that tension level mm-hmm. that you get in a horror movie. And... I'm wondering if they're pulling a little of that from the other movie and that other movie may never be released. I don't think well, – first off, I don't think that movie is going to be released. I'm just taking a wild stab in the dark on that one yeah. just because of the way it's being discussed at current. I don't even think Fox is bringing back the show. Uh, what's, what's the name of the show we were watching, Tara? Gifted. Uh, what's Gifted that? or Gifted. Legion? 
Gifted, thank you. There's also Legion. Legion. Yeah, yeah. Legion we didn't like, so. Legion I didn't like anyway. <laughs> I heard Legion's going to be back for the second season this do, time around. Do you think Gifted's not coming back? I don't think Gifted's coming back. I like I don't. that show. I liked the show. It was, I don't know if you watched it, Gary. I got I thought it was, yours, so I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's a well-put-together show. I'm yeah. telling you, by the end of it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, why did they get rid of this? Or why are they getting rid of I mean, they've been promised a second season. They got told by Fox they're getting a second season. But now production's been put at a halt. So how do you promise a, a, a crew a second season, but then halt production? What? Promises that mean nothing? Right, right, no I one know. does that. Especially in Hollywood. Just asking humans. <laughs> <laughs> Just asking humans. I mean, look uh, where yeah. that ended up. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out at this point. Yeah. All right. So, so this, that's Dark Phoenix. That's Dark Phoenix. <laughs> So our second trailer we wanted to talk about, this one, I, you know, this one actually I, I'm kind of interested in. This one's going to be kind of cool. More upbeat. Uh, yes, definitely more upbeat. This is the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. And, you know, it's interesting. Most of the movies we're going to be talking about are either taking place in San Francisco or yeah. some city with a bridge. Have you noticed that? Like every shot starts <laughs> with a bridge. I don't get it. So Ant-Man and trailer or Ant-Man and Wasp trailer and I, I find it interesting that they right off the bat pose this like what if like what if you'd join Cap's team yeah. would you've joined he's, in Wasp He's questioning her and her yeah. what, how loyal she is and I th- I know what he's saying he's a good they really set him up in the first movie as he's a guy with a really good conscience Right and he, he was that also in Civil War Correct. he felt like he was on the right side and I like that this immediately addresses the aftermath of Civil War. We're showing him with an ankle bracelet. Right. He's a criminal. He's been released. Yep. So they're they're moving it along. There's no escape. Well, here's the here's what's weird. We ended Civil War with them all being broken out by Cap. Right. Now he's just back. So right. it, she said something about you got caught. So I wonder if that's going to be all addressed. Well, I think what's going to happen. Uh, well, and I'm, I'm guessing this is going to happen in the Black Panther or even Infinity War. The Sokovia <laughs> Accords are going to go into effect, and I think some people are going to register, and some people aren't. And I think if you get caught not registering as a mutant, or you know, not a mutant, as a, a superhero... You get an ankle bracelet. You get an ankle bracelet. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen here, and that's, that's you know... I, yeah, don't you, you guys don't see, see that as a... fighting with Wasp at one point. Right. We should like rewind this. it and talk more about this, though. A lot of stuff's flying past us. We haven't it is, it is, you're right. So I, I think that's maybe partly what, what, what may be playing into that. You know, I, I find it interesting, too, that... <laughs> You know, not only are they showing like his, him and his family and all that, but you know the fact that they're showing the building getting completely that's a, that's a, bro- dropped down. It's a great joke, but you think to yourself, "My God, all the paperwork and desks in there that are banging around as he drags it along right. the street." It's like I was actually sitting there thinking, "Like God, it. I hope there was nobody in the building, right?" You know, like. Or I hope there were no ants in that building. We got Lawrence that was an Fishburne, which I just realized we got Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne entering in the, the Marvel Universe here. Yes, for the yes. first time. Yeah, yeah. Perry White. Now he's playing the bad Perry guy. White. Perry White is now in this. <laughs> no, I don't think he played. It looked like he was in the room where the bad guy was getting affected. Oh, okay. Like he might be a scientist or something. Now the bad guy is who? I thought the term was the ghost or okay. something like. That. Okay. And I just kind of like it was kind of weird having that bad guy in this movie. And I was kind of like I don't even know who this guy is. Now, it does look like we're going to eventually get into the whole, the difference between small and micro matter and tiny, teeny tiny matter, whatever it is. And remember, we're still, the original Ant-Man is still... Hank Pym? Hank Pym, yeah. He's still around. I I hear they go, I think part of this movie is they go looking for Janet. They're going to have to, right? And I would love to see Janet, even if it's an older Janet who never ends up being the Wasp, but to bring her back from... The microville that she's Microverse. in. All right, Microverse, so, yes, right. the villain is Ghost. Ghost. Paid, played by Hannah John 
Cayman. I don't know who that is. Okay. A sinister villain who, in the comics, lives to make life miserable in for the business tycoons in the Marvel Universe. So he is a comic standby that okay. I'm not super familiar with. Yeah. And they're bringing him in. And from the picture I saw in the comics, they look like they're doing him pretty, doing a pretty good fit they're doing justice a, here. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling you're here. There's no way for me to show this on camera, but I'll right. show Bob here and you can kind of oh, get a yeah, sense. I could so kind of see where it they're, they're tweaking him. He's got that same feel. It's kind of a white armor with light up eyes and all that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah. So they show finally the wasp costume. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a pretty cool. I hear people are complaining because it's got boob armor. So but what? it's like, does it need it? Do you need to design lines around the shapes of the boobs to show that there are boobs, or would it be more practical to just have armor there? You know, it's like uh, they say when you design sorry, when you design armor for a woman, you shouldn't design armor for a woman. You design armor that works, and the woman wears okay. it, and that's why people As love a woman Phasma. Who wears armor. People love Phasma because they didn't because it's feminize her. Feminized. It's, she's I just that. that, and they don't like like the Amazons from Justice okay, League, I get where it's <laughs> bikini this and all that. I, I know what they're saying, but at the same time, again, this is a comic book movie. Right. This is not realism. This is not reality. And if you've ever seen Wasp in all of her forms, she's got, I'm sorry, form fitting. Yeah. And and I'm okay with it. I'm I'm okay with. It's not like they're accenting it or giving her no. like a, a thong. It's and just they a, could because trust me, there were some costumes she wore where they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and there's the one I always think about. It's got the double stripes coming up right towards the yeah. boobs, and it's kind of like it really definitely accentuates that part of the body. Well, I wonder if they're gonna when the Fantastic Four gets brought into the Marvel Universe, if they'll give uh, Sue Storm Sue Storm the cutout whole four costume that they did for right. A like I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, but. I, but some of the costumes are bad in the cop. Of course, Tara's favorite part <laughs> is right here at the end of the trailer, which Hello is Kitty. Hello Kitty getting they throw thrown Hello out. Kitty Pez. And yeah. no, as a woman who wears armor, there's no way to wear armor without accentuating your boobs, especially like is because you'd have to wear like a binder to press down your boobs in order for you like to yeah. not see them. Right. Like. And I, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just part of me says you got to stylize it in the Marvel universe. You got to make it look Marvel, and that's right. the way Marvel was drawn. I mean, yeah. sorry, well, it's the, comic books, you the, know. That was the one uh, phrase you, you said was it's a comic book movie, right? All comic books have unrealistic body types they for females anyway. Yes, they so. do. I still remember I read yes. a, I read a Bloom County once, where where it was when Bloom County was originally ending back in the eighties, okay. and all the characters were trying to get jobs in other comic mediums. Right. It's like Bill the Cat was going to try and go in with with peanuts and be in okay. there with Snoopy yeah. and other things. Well, Steve Dallas wanted to go get drawn into comic books. And Opus said, why? He said, look at it. All these ladies are like Dolly Parton in Zero Gravity. <laughs> and I never forgot that line. I'm like, that's fantastic. But that's exactly that's, what it is. That explains you know, it that completely. Explains it. So it's, yeah, that's the way comics have been for a long time. Well, it's, uh, no offense, but it's mainly because the main demographic is men. It was. Like, now it's changing. Was not, it's yeah, definitely changing. It's changed, but it was. But here's the other thing, too, that I've liked that Disney has kind of done. They've done a good job of taking that idea, but melding it with a little bit of reality. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And putting the two things together. It looks like together. a tactical suit. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, but I know a lot of females who are complaining about it, and I just wish they would relax a little bit and just go watch a movie and enjoy it for what it is and stop worrying about whether it feminizes somebody or whatever it is. Mm. Just see the movie and enjoy it for what it is. I mean... If there was a comic book... Okay, comic books have always dealt with politics, and I always thought that they have been ahead of politics. Yes. Always. 
Oh, yes. You know, Captain America was dealing with the race issue before the race issue became an issue. I, you know, I, I between Captain America and the Falcon, I always thought well, that was... Well, hold on, before people get mad at you, there's always been a race issue. There's always been a race issue, but I'm saying it before it became... The approach that before everyone else it was started, at the forefront of everything. Yes, it was being dealt with before other people were dealing with Correct, it. Correct, that's what I'm saying. And, and Other mediums, sorry. And and same thing was happening with, you know, the feminist culture. I think yep. comic books were hitting up on it way drug before issues. it became a thing that everybody wanted to talk about. The drug problems, I think, the yep. same thing. The, the famous, my God, my my sidekick is a druggie. Right, from, nationalism. I think, I think nationalism yep. got dealt through comic books before it became a hot topic to talk about. So I've always thought of comic books as being a little bit ahead of the political realm. Yeah. And... I think we all need to realize that and honor that a little bit. And yeah, we are talking about some comics that were drawn in the 1980s and 1990s. So you have to kind of keep that in mind when you're watching some of these movies that they are kind of a throwback a little bit. But understand too, I think as Disney moves on, they're going to start tackling these issues like comic books did. But they'll get there. But they're a little behind the times right now because it's a movie. They're catching up. You know, like they're just not there yet. I don't. I don't care. Okay, so the next trailer we wanted to talk about, this one's going to be interesting. This is the trailer for Venom, which I got to admit, I was surprised the trailer for Venom dropped as quick as it did. Because we were just talking not too long ago about the first movie poster. Yeah. Where was that? Puerto Rico Comic Con or something Something, like that? Brazil Comic Con? It was somewhere in South America. Somewhere in South America. Maybe it wasn't Puerto Rico, sorry. Yeah, I don't think Puerto Rico's having any Comic Cons right now. Well, yeah, maybe not. (laughs) They have had Comic Cons, by the way. There is. Uh, So... You know, this trailer, again, does it feel like Venom? No, you'd never, no. again, and this was the big complaint many you know, people did online, you I, wouldn't know you're watching a Venom teaser trailer unless the title started off <laughs> Venom <laughs> teaser Official trailer. 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 So it's like, that's really sad that you have to tell me what the trailer's for but, before we yeah. even start this is, off. Here, this is their marketing. They're going to tease it out. Oh, yeah, They're I not going to give away the, the bank until they're closer to the movie. And I think that's because Sony, Sony needs to bank something at this point, and, and they... They need this to be something for them because right now, all other than Spider-Man, what do they got going for them? Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, as far as comic book movies are concerned. So, you know, we see him being scanned in. And again, this one's happening in San Francisco. So we got to show the Golden yeah. Gate Bridge again. Somewhere I along the way, bridges, somebody I made think, a lot of money off of Golden I th- Gate Bridge I think bridge these shots. bridges are all supposed to be a symbol for bridging from other things. <laughs> you think so? Connecti- connective tissue. It's supposed to give you the subliminal... We're bridging the gap. I think you're stretching else. that somehow. No, I don't. I think that they literally do that on purpose. So, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's some just quick takeaway shots at yeah. the very beginning of this trailer. I, I read somewhere someone said this this teaser trailer really appeases to Tom Hardy in a hospital fetishers. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's half the trailer. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hardy in a hospital gown. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot of rumors about who's going to be in this movie now. Now we've got some more confirmations. We do know that Tom Holland is going to be in this movie. That's what they've said, that they're going to put a bit of... Spider-Man. They're going to connect. Originally, it wasn't going to connect to Spider-Man. Apparently, it is going to now. Even though this takes place on the West Coast, somehow they're going to tie it in a little bit. I, I think the, the idea is uh, Spider-Man is going to tell uh, Flash Thompson or he, whoever Tom Hardy's playing to get out of New York City... Go someplace. It'll be like the opening. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of New York City. Go open. You know, start a new. Go start life a new life somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop worrying about the what's only, going on around it's here. It's funny because the only bits of venom you see in this entire trailer are black veins creeping up his neck at the and very the symbiote, and then the symbiote in one of the in containment a, yeah, systems. Yeah, one of the tubes, and yeah. that's it. That's all you see. 
and it that's makes all me, you need. It makes me wonder if you're not even going to see Venom until halfway through the movie. Yeah, I like, really is hope this going to be another Godzilla mm-hmm. where we don't see the yeah, monster until the halfway through the movie. You I know? really hope though, as Venom, at one point he either has if he fights Spider-Man, great. If he doesn't, that's fine. You know, as long as he's doing Venom stuff. But if he fights somebody and he's about to drop him off a building or something, he just says to them, "You have my permission to die," and drops him. And you take the line right from Dark, <laughs> right from, from Bane. Bane, yeah. <laughs> but do it in a totally different voice. Uh, no, yeah. Dad. I think the only reason why you would only see Venom until it's towards the end of the movie is it's got to be a lot of money to do that special effects no. makeup for Venom. Trust Not me. anymore. Not anymore. No. They'll Not do anymore. You don't think so? Yeah, because all you're doing is putting a guy in a green suit, and the computer can do all the rest. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you. If you were really good at Adobe After Effects, I'm sure you could come up with some goopy thing to put on there. I mean, oh yeah, uh, I won't like it though. Your brother would be able to do it in in his sleep. I'm sure if he really thought it through and, and made it happen. Especially what? black as a color, black is easy to do. What I want to see is Tom Hardy as Venom beat up Topher Grace. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be really funny to have happen. Uh, yeah, I would actually be. We're, I would, really, we're really taking this into Deadpool territory. <laughs> I might actually be cheering that on. Actually, I like that idea. Do you think we'll see a Venom Carnage fight at some yeah. point? Well, that's one, and I'm sure everyone that's out there already knows that the current rumor won't be current by the time you hear this episode, but probably that's completely okay. disproven is because Woody Harrelson is apparently in this movie, and now people are saying he's going to be Carnage. Right. I'm like, I don't think so. I just don't think so. He's too. I'm not trying to knock Woody. I like Woody Harrelson, but he's too old <laughs> to yeah. play Carnage. I mean, well, once the makeup's once well, the outfit's on, I, I mean, guess once the outfit's on, he it doesn't becomes matter. A bouncing but, around, big right. bulky guy. But, no, but, see. Good. I don't see Carnage as a popular character, so I feel like if they put Carnage in this movie, no one's going to know who that is. No. Oh, he's no. huge yeah, in the Marvel you know. Universe. Okay, At least in the comics. shot down pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did. You did. Sorry. <laughs> who, who is Carnage, though? It's Cletus. I can't remember his name. Cle- yeah, Cletus something. Yeah, yeah Cletus something. He does look like an older person, so it could be... Does he really? Yeah. We know we have Venom. We know we have Carnage. Are there any other characters? We know we have Spider-Man. Well, the, the one that's been confirmed right now as a symbiote is Scream. Yes. Scream is confirmed. Yes. Okay. And that's the female symbiote. Do we know if there's that makes me happy. a bad guy or is Venom the bad guy? Venom's going to be a good guy. That's what I was going to say. Like, Venom's played as a good guy here. Yes. So, Cletus Cassidy. What is it? Cletus Cassidy. Cassidy. That's right. C A S S I D A Y. I remember nope. now. K A S A D Y. K A S. I'm so far off. K S I. Okay. But apparently, his first appearance was in The Amazing Spider Man 344 back in 1991. So he's been around a while. Uh, almost 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's like 27 years. 26 years. And he is older. The, the, the pictures I saw of him it looked like well, he, he was, was a psychopath and a homicidal sadist. Well, oh, that sounds deep, like Woody Harrelson. Deep, deeply disturbed individual with a dark past. As a child, he killed his grandmother by pushing her down a flight of stairs. Uh, he tried to murder his mother by throwing a hairdryer into her bathtub. Mm. He basically was a really bad person. So I can see Woody Harrelson pulling that off, actually. <laughs> on a little psychedelic guy. But, but, yeah. but I think it's the, the, the guy, uh, Scott Hayes. Is who I right, think right. I think yeah. that's, he makes sense to me, too, that he'd be playing yeah. that role of Carnage. Okay, so so, our, hope, so hopefully we see more on that because yeah. it comes yeah. out when October. October. We got so a while got time. That. That's, that's gonna be. That's why I was afraid, surprised to see a trailer. I was like, yeah, wow. I, I have a feeling that this trailer where we actually reveal Venom will be attached to something big, big summer release. I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be some sort of big Marvel release yeah. this summer. Now, no, I have seen the, this trailer. Dubbed with Bane from. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that. Was Did you guess. see his recent video he put on YouTube? No. He's got a dog, 
And he basically has some sort of thing he puts over his face, and he does bane lines in the voice to his dog. Oh, <laughs> and it's really him. He's just, like, talking about, you know, you think you were molded by the... I was molded in the dark, you know, oh, formed by it. And he's doing all these things, and his dog's just, like, looking at him all weird. <laughs> okay, so the next trailer we wanted to talk about, I this one is probably the most interesting, at least of the superhero ones, I think, of the ones we've, we've talked about. And this is the Deadpool 2 teaser trailer. Probably the most anticipated movie as far as Sony's concerned, anyway. Yeah. So how many and of these trailers have been... Right? So Fox. X-Men, Venom, and Deadpool. Uh, okay, Bob, what do you got against Fox? Yeah, Deadpool's Fox. Yeah, it's Fox. Fox. Saying, I keep saying, saying Sony, Sony for Fox, I'm so sorry. So Venom, Venom was Fox? So Venom is Sony. Fox, Venom is Sony. Sony, and so was... And X-Men Dark Phoenix was Sony. Sony, no, right. No, no, nope, they're Fox, because they're, they're sold. Right. Cause he's, that's right, because Marvel's getting both Deadpool and, and X-Men. X-Men. But so does this mean that this is the last Deadpool movie, then? Well, um, as in its current form, right? In its current form, but but Disney did say now they they I don't after we last had last had our last podcast, Michael Iger did send out uh, a tweet mm-hmm. to Ryan Reynolds saying that Disney was not above putting an R-rated movie right. out for a Marvel franchise. Right. Mm. He said they would tie the Marvel name to it, but not the Disney name. Yeah, if so you've noticed, Disney's been very careful on most of their Marvel franchise. That makes sense. The Disney's name's not well, tied to it. It's here's Marvel. The thing. They're like, go ahead, release it. We put no Disney logo with it, except in the back. You know, it'll probably right, be in except the, end at the very end credits, Buena Vista text, or whatever. Yeah, right. And it'll be like, let it make a ton of money. Why right. would we be upset about that? Right, right. And so part of me <laughs> says, I'm wondering if they realize that Deadpool. It's a cash cow for them. Yeah. And if they keep Ryan Reynolds, if they're smart, they'll keep Ryan Reynolds. Because I still think if they go with anybody else... Oh, he's Deadpool. You, you will lose everyone. Yeah, he's Deadpool. So, I, when I hear that voice... Right, I'm, I'm from now on I'm forever, like, he will be Deadpool. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hear. So it's going to be really hard to see Ryan Reynolds as anything but a, a, but a Deadpool. And, and that's, yeah. So this trailer, I thought, is, is rather interesting because of the way they set it up. Yeah. I mean, first off, at the beginning, you're seeing Cable right off the yeah. bat. And I just, I, I love these shots of Cable. Oh, yeah. You know, definitely that future apocalyptic era. And I like the fact that they're showing everything, including the teddy bear. Yep. What's with the significance of the teddy bear? His daughter's teddy bear or something? No. It was, no. So, well, so uh, of course, we have to, let's talk about what's going on here right. for a second. Right. They they immediately do a very Deadpool thing, right. and they break the fourth wall. Yep, he comes out without his special effects finished, with, right, with, with the green, green screen, arm on, green screen arm, and we immediately cut out of this to Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool doing a puppet show of what right. he's turning the trailer into. Yeah, and I, and I love that. I thought yeah. that was a great way to be like, ha ha, ha, show you some shots, but at the same time make fun of the whole thing. Oh yeah, and and, and that was great. And it's done with uh, pixel figures too. Yes, it was. Yeah. That's right. They are pixel figures, aren't they? <laughs> that's right, awesome. Not, not pixel, but uh, Toy Story. Toy Story. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Thank you. Toy Story uh, figures. Yeah. And, and yeah, Woody and is it Buzz he's trying to emulate? As, yeah. I guess it is Buzz he's trying to emulate. <laughs> I do like he's kind of cybernetic. Regeneration powers activate. That's not <laughs> that's something That's not how it's supposed say. to work. <laughs> you know, right? Like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Which I just thought it was funny that, yet again, they let Ryan Reynolds have fun at this trailer this is deadpool and the funny thing is the whole trailer is two minutes and 10 seconds and they waste over half of it with ryan reynolds goofing around and that's the thing is and they can get away with this they did it with the whole bob ross teaser which had (laughs) nothing to do with the movie and was hilarious (laughs) but it was right right but now we see cable with the arm and now i gotta say now seeing it in the movie i'm okay with the arm i was worried about it at first i'll see it a little more but yeah 
It okay. seems to fit in. I'm 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 kind of okay with it so now. So we got Thanos here coming through. Starts kicking butt. Yep, that's true, right? <laughs> so we see we see him using his weapons and all that. Now there's definitely a difference in Deadpool's outfit here, isn't there? I mean, like, well, he's covered in duct tape. There, it looks like he's oh duct yeah, taped. he is. Covered. He's duct taped a bunch of bullet holes. What? Oh, is that what Probably, it is? I'm assuming. Oh wow, he's okay. Been shot up. And he's I thought maybe he like up. upgraded the suit for a minute till we have silver patches or something. <laughs> no, he's duct taped it, folks. Okay. There's Domino. We see. Now, who was that? The bald guy. That's the bald girl, and it's teenage. North no, North no, Sonic. no, right? That's that him. guy. Oh. That's him out of costume. Oh, that is Ryan Reynolds yeah, out of took, costume. It took yeah. me a second because it looked like Bruce Willis or something. He did look like <laughs> Bruce Willis for a minute. Yeah. And then we have Cable doing all the impossible Cable things. We have all sorts of shots. This is the. That's I mean, not this... Cable standing behind him to the left. No, it isn't. That looks like somebody completely different now. Yeah. So we have Domino. We assume what looks like Bishop. It looks for very sure. much like Bishop. Maybe and then there's two characters in the background. I'm still not sure who they are. Maybe there are two people who came through with Bishop and Cable. I'm thinking so too, but we're going to have to go. Would Forge be in this movie? Maybe. I don't know, maybe. 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 Because, I mean, we haven't talked a lot about Forge, and he would make sense with Bishop and Cable to be in this movie. <laughs> I'd lay with the fact that we're going to have our cab driver, yeah. Back, yeah. our taxi cab yeah. driver. So that that's just going to be awesome. Okay, I've never seen an Uzi. With a knife. With a knife. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just not functional. I don't Unless know it why fires the knife. That. Okay, that might be cool. <laughs> what do you guys think of it. Domino, though, now that we've seen Domino in action? I got to see, I gotta see the performance. Yeah. I, it's all going to be based on how they portray her. I just, I don't know. I, I, I know, still it don't like the look, look like, of Domino. It doesn't look it's like really Domino, hard for me to see that. I don't know who Domino is. Domino was a character that was in love with. Deadpool, right? Am I correct? I am At some sure. point, they were dating her. They were in love with she each other. She was big in the X Men for a while. She was part of the Morlocks. She I was think. part of the and Morlocks. She was under the. Yep. She under led the, the Morlocks yeah. for a while. Yeah. I remember her back from those episodes. From those. I days agree with, with you. From L- those comics, driving, yep. drawing her and stuff from yep. like the late eighties. Yeah, Liebfeld did some great like psychedelic stuff back yeah. in the day, and yeah, and then we, of course we get his blind, <laughs> his blind roommate pointing her gun in the wrong direction, which I just thought was funny. Which Cable, of course, just thought was hysterical. And, Breaking the fourth wall again. Yeah. It's just Ryan Reynolds. I mean, what do you, what do you say? I mean, so it's going to be interesting. And it's dropping as a big summer release. We're May. past that beginning May fourth blockbuster time period. This is so. going to be a test for Deadpool, though, because Deadpool the first time around was February. came out in February when nothing was around it, and I mean, just laid down big numbers. But that's because there was nothing to compete with it. Yeah. Now you're coming out in May, and oh, there's quite a bit of stuff. Well, let's but see. But there's quite What's a bit of stuff coming around, around it, it. We've got Avengers, Infinity, Infinity War. War you got to compete with. I seriously do think they're going to come on top, and I feel like they did the first Deadpool tactically with everything else coming out because it worked. And now I, that they have the first one down, I feel like the second one will do better. I think they're going to struggle against Infinity War. I think once Infinity War comes out, that's going to put a kibosh on the whole Deadpool 2 thing. I mean, being realistic. Okay, I'm going to skip over, like, March, April stuff. I'm going straight to May. May yep. 4th, we got Avengers Infinity War. Yep. May 11th, nothing really. Okay. Uh, May 18th, Deadpool 2 comes out. The only thing going up against it are two movies I haven't really heard of, so I'm not a trouble. But the very next weekend, the 25th, there's Solo. That's what I was talking so about. So okay. will Deadpool only get one week on top before Solo bumps I don't bumps think Solo's going to do good. I don't. 
I don't know. I, it all depends. It depends on... Then they're both kind of lucky that the following weekend, they, there's nothing gigantic. There's nothing gigantic. that weekend. Yeah, that In fact, should... even the following weekend, there's Ocean's 8, which is the female Ocean's 11, oh, which yeah, will yeah. probably get a decent audience. But again, the other ones, I don't know. I just then, don't know if that'll be enough to knock them off. The 15th, we get The Incredibles 2. The 22nd, we get Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. By that, you know, by that, That'll probably be the one that takes it off the list, I'm sure. Well, that's going to knock a lot of things off. I don't off, think the yeah. solo movie is going to do well. I don't know about that. I'm not convinced of that just yet. So that's the Deadpool 2 teaser trailer. I don't know about you guys. You know, does it make you want to go see the movie? I mean, I, is it enough yet? I, or? I, I'm very interested, but the problem problem is, and I've said this on our when we talk about the first Deadpool, I felt like it actually lacked enough humor. It was funny, but it went through a big period in the middle where it was a super downer, and I came out of the movie going, I felt disjointed. Okay. And I'm kind of hoping this has a better flow through. You even said you expected him to be a little more psychotic. And yes, I, one of the things they've avoided is the inner monologue and the mm. second voice. They, yeah. He's not crazy, he's just smart aleck. So it's kind of like, I want the crazy. Because the crazy help ex- helps explain the fourth wall breaking. Right. And now, without that, I feel like the fourth wall breaking is kind of thrown in there. Okay. So I want to see him, if he's nuts... It kind of explains like he's seeing reality differently, you know. Yeah. And I would, I hope they go a little farther with that this time. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they do too, to be honest with you. I think they do think they need to make him a little more psychotic and a little less normal. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be a hard stretch for Ryan Reynolds. No, to pull he can totally. That's the thing is he can pull it off. It's all in the writing. It's all in how they <laughs> yeah. portray the character. Yeah, exactly. How they, how they have him doing it. What do you think, Gary? Are you more excited or less excited? Or don't care at this point. I don't care. I'm still going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to see it. Oh well, uh, no, that's not true. You got to see Deadpool one. You just had to cover your eyes for a certain part of it. Yeah, but I know calendar, what happened. Calendar Girl will never be the same ever again. I already saw it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. TV. So the last trailer we want to talk about is probably the biggest one. First off, it surprised everybody that was watching the Super Bowl because during the very first commercial break, if I remember it was correctly, early on, yep, they released the teaser trailer for the trailer. the trailer. <laughs> Which is the way things are done now. A Star Wars the movie. The teaser for the teaser for the trailer. That was funny, too, because like, it came on, and I thought, oh, the whole trailer. And then they're like, tomorrow it drops. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. You Good morning, America. Right. Thank you so lot. So so the trailer for Han Solo, A Star Wars Story. So there's a lot on this trailer. I'm kind of like, I like some of the homages. I mean, you definitely see the panels to the Millennium Falcon. I mean... It's kind of cool to see them now. You know what I mean? From the other angle. We know that's what it is because some of the knobs, at least I recognize them. You know what I mean? So it's like, for some reason, even though you don't see them up close in any of the other movies, you recognize what those knobs are and, and what they mean. Mm-hmm. And have then you, we get into the actual trailer. You have to see there's actually shots of the stills they've released from this movie. Yeah. Of the inside of the Falcon with like him standing there talking to Woody Harrelson oh, and stuff. it has to be bright it's new, spotless. Shiny. Yeah. It's like absolutely spotless. And they show it. And they, everyone goes, do you now understand why uh, Lando walked out in Empire and said, what'd you do to it? Yeah. It's a mess now. Right. And it looks entirely different. Right. And I'm kind of, actually, I'm kind of looking forward to that, to see yeah. a sleek Millennium Falcon that's all shiny and brand new, like yeah. a new penny or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I can't help but the beginning of this movie, and I'm sorry, I can't help it, reminds me a lot of the scenes with Kirk in Star Trek, where yeah, he's yeah. riding around in the car, right, and all that stuff, and it seems like that's the way they're going to portray Solo, is kind of this, like, bad boy on the run from the law kind of thing, you know, I mean, you, you kind of get the impression that he, that's, you know, he's on the run from the Empire, it's the same way, and it's kind of the same impression. 
Now, so they show him on his, like, yeah, there's the sleek uh, Millennium Falcon look. I gotta admit, when they first showed the hallway going toward the back... I thought it was the L, like a stormtrooper or something. I thought it was part of the Death Star at first. Yeah, like, and then I went right, like, the, and then it looked very imperialish. And then I went back and looked at the trailer again and went, "Well, wait a minute, that's actually the Millennium Falcon." You know, <laughs> yeah, like, what's with the B in the corner, upper right hand corner? That's just the tag. That's just of the a tag video. of this particular yeah. YouTube site, video. Yeah. yeah, new trailer sure. buzz. So that's yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's not. It's not in. The, yeah, sure? it's not actually. Yeah, there's no actual. Sure? If you look at the the Millennium Falcon, I'll be looking for it. Its outer casing is like smooth. Yeah, and it's white. It doesn't look. It's like I think he lost a lot of the outer coating over the years, which is why the new version you see all the pipes and wires and things right. on the outside. The plating's got the lost. The plating's off been of lost it. over time. I think they're going to talk about. A that. lot of people have complained because the the version you see in the movie. You don't see two nacelles on the front. No. You see it all as like one, closed. right? A very closed look to it. And supposedly, there's going to be an explanation. It carries cargo there. Is right. What I've heard. Right. It so carries cargo, it carries cargo there. So there's going to be another explanation as to how that all happened. Yeah. How did it go from the sleek look? And it, that's the thing. Like, it's so funny when you when you watch Star Wars fans trail watch trailers like this. They're so analytical. Oh yeah. Like every you know, they're looking at every single and, and we're we're doing it too, so I gotta laugh because we're doing the same thing. But it's like some people just can't relax even just a little bit and be like, Okay, that's cool. I liked Woody Harrelson's look actually, this idea that like he's gonna be almost a mentor and I'm that's yep. the assumption I'm making to oh, yeah. Han Solo. I'm actually kinda cool with that. And he's a very space piratish kinda I you know, I, I can see he's, Woody Harrelson. He's cast well off. I mean it's I hate when they cast known actors in movies like this, and it pulls me out a bit. I'm right. like, oh, it's Woody Harrelson. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be all right, too. I hope he's not super important. I think he'll be okay. The girl's going to be an interesting... Yeah, she's an interesting look. Got an interesting look to her. She almost has almost a... like Yeah, like a... I almost want to say she looks like a queen or a princess or something like that to yeah. an extent. Or Sith. Or Sith, <laughs> yeah, to a, large, to a larger extent she kind of does, too. It's the Queen of Dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of got that look to it. It is. And here's the thing I thought was funny. Everybody complained about Lando Calrissian's look. <laughs> they're like, he looks like a pimp. No one, I, people love everything I was reading. They oh, everything it. I was reading on Facebook, they're like, oh my gosh, he looks like a pimp because he's, he's supposed got to be disco. The, he's got, he's, well, that's right. Like, he's got the big shoulders, he's got the big collar and all this. And I'm kind of like, do you not remember how he dressed do in Empire? Do you not remember yeah. Empire? <laughs> like, do y'all not remember him coming out and being like, hey, Solo? You know, like, I mean, Colt 45 right? Like, that's Colt all you need to have him do is go <laughs> once a Colt 45. Yeah. <laughs> I think Donald Glover's going to be fantastic in the role. Oh, I do too. I'm, I'm excited about Donald him being Glover? playing Wait. the role. So, this girl, a lot of people have been questioning who this girl is. Now, if you've read the comic books, Han Solo was married for a brief period. For a brief period to another woman. I'm thinking this is her. Wasn't it Calrissian's sister? It's Calrissian's sister, and I'm wondering if they're gonna put that storyline. Yeah, yeah. Say. It'd be a great tie-in to the comic books. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a nice little homage to it. That so we like, s- who was in the driver's seat of the Falcon there for a second? That looked like Maz almost. Uh, it almost looks like Maz. Yeah, I'll agree with you. There's there's this weird creature that <laughs> it's got four arms though. Yeah, it's yeah. got four arms. So no, at least we're not. gonna see some aliens. I was worried we wouldn't, you know. When, when we saw the teaser trailer, there were no aliens in it. And then we see Chewbacca for the first time meeting Han Solo, which is kind of interesting. Who is it to the Chewbacca suit? The, it's going to be the new, the, guy. the new guy. It's the not guy Peter. Okay. Peter's retired, it's, so it's the, the new one, guy is officially... It's the one from... Uh, I still love The Last Jedi. Jedi. And, and this, what's good is I'm thinking that in this movie we're going to get a better 
take on if he can really play Chewbacca. He didn't have too much to I do agree with you. In, in Last Jedi. Not a wide he's ranging. Have, he's gonna yeah. have more to do in this, and this will be a this will really be a, mm-hmm. a test be a for test him. For him to see I if like he this. Can pull I like this trailer because if you look at that dancer, if you pull back to that yeah. scene just a little bit, it looks like Batman's hitting up two women in the back of the room. <laughs> really. Oh yeah! Look at that. <laughs> it's hey, just the way her arm right. is, and the, the hey. it was like Batman's like, "Hey there!" He's like, "Dance a little slower." <laughs> I'm a billionaire. <laughs> it does look like him. It does. Now, why does this girl look familiar? Every time I'm seeing her now, I'm like, "I." Her face looks familiar to me. Queen of Dragons. It, oh my gosh! It is okay, her. it is her. She's got a wig on. Oh, okay. That's well, why it explains it's real hair. so much. Yeah. Oh, that's her. That's her hair. That's yeah, her she's real blonde. hair. She's not blonde. Yeah, that's right. So this shot. This is now we're towards like the center of the, oh, of the trailer. Okay, thank you. You just hit on what a lot you of people are. are thinking. A lot but of people at, believe on the far right. It's it's what's it's Bausch, it's Bausch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's, that's the original Bausch. I, I don't think it's the original Bausch. I think it's a Bausch Bausch like character. character. I'm wondering though if this is a ta- like okay a ragtag group of Mandalorians well, because remember the Mandos. Went out in the universe and grabbed different cultures yeah. and brought them together. Look at that one guy though. Like, yeah, he on the looks right, like a Wookiee. Two over. He's got like a. He's got like a Celestial's head on. This from, one here. No, next one over. That one. Over? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's like, got kind of a weird look. He looks to like him. he's drawn by Jack Kirby. There's an Ewok over there. Yeah, there is. There There's is an, an Ewok, <laughs> who could be a Mando, which is going to scare the crud out of me. <laughs> so much for my Ewok ears. But a lot of people have pointed out that this guy here has a T visor. There is a T visor, by the way. They've zoomed in on it. He actually has part of a T visor. Well, he looks almost like his mask is inspired by Ren, uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Um, yeah. And I actually think he's a she. I personally think Highly we're going to find out, which is possible. It, it is. It's obviously a group of bounty hunters. Period. It's bounty hunters. So. Period. Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to make a Mandos. How cool would this be if this were a clan of ragtag Mandos brought from different races together, Ewoks, whatever, and brought together to be a clan of Mandalorians? I think it'd be kind of cool. So I, you know, I, I. I also was looking at that shot going, okay, there's 15 different uh, costume ideas right there I see <laughs> oh, yeah. coming through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've already got friends actually working on the main character's costume who like can't wait to get that mask done. And, and so there's all sorts of cool costumes in here too. Like right after that shot, there's a guy in a cloak I to think me. That's, I think that's Han. Yeah, I think that's like, Han too. Because we it, see him in a cloak in the other teaser. Right. He looks kind of like the Lando from Empire though with a cloak on. Yeah. And he's got that helmet on. So there's a lot of things going on between, well, who's Daenerys now? <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time seeing that now. So then we have, towards the end of the trailer, some really cool shots of the ships. Now, the Millennium Falcon is sleek and new and really cool. We see a Star Destroyer coming through, like, a vortex. vortex of clouds and stuff. I can't help but think that looks like the Force Unleashed. There was a planet they oh, went to, yeah. and you had to drag down the Star Destroyer. With, oh, yeah, the junk, yeah. junk planet. Right, the junk planet. I'm wondering if this is where this is going to take place. It would be kind of cool as an homage. And then, I'm sorry, the TIE Fighters are freaking insane in this shot. Like The, the, the theory right here of this whole thing is the yeah. uh, Castle Run. Oh, that this is the Castle oh. Run? Oh, that would be cool. That actually, that I would, would love be. to So we're going to see the Castle Run. Right. That would be cool. That would be totally awesome. I know there's been a lot of talk about this TIE fighter in the middle in, in the Jolly Roger squadron. Yeah. And so they've they've paused in several different spots. This is the one that got everybody's attention right here. It looks like you've got a cockpit and you've got the double Guns. ion yeah. cannon on the side. Uh, this was a fabled TIE fighter that had been talked about as the, I think it was called the Storm, mm-hmm. which was a dual ion cannoned 
TIE fighter that could also launch torpedoes. Uh, and it was supposedly was only ever – they only made like five of them or something insane like that, and they were all prototypes. So they're wondering so – one, I'm wondering two, three, four. Well, right. none, well, there's, there's none of those five. other ones look like that one though. That's no, the but thing. I'm saying – Yeah, I know. But they don't look like that one. I think that's just one of the five that do exist with that double ion ion turret. I think it's kind of funny though to see we got Han and Chewie and we got Lando in the backseat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> scared. Scared, yeah. And then there's a nice scene here where he spins the Millennium Falcon and yeah. knocks a TIE knocks fighter, a tie fighter out. into an asteroid or a rock. And then there's this kind of an homage to the... Sarlacc pit. That's well, how I felt. No, I, I thought it was an homage to the, the space worm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in a way, yeah. Trying, you know, like kind of that, that homage to it. It looked like almost uh, octopus-like tentacles coming out and stuff like that. Yeah. But a little bonier or whatever. So Memorial Day, this comes out. Yep. What do you guys think? Is is this cool? Like, did this did this trailer kind of put some of those the, fears the trailer, to the side? The trailer has done nothing to alleviate my fears of him as Solo. Yes. <laughs> okay, because unfortunately, I still don't see Han Solo when I look at him visually. Yeah, his face shape is too different. Mm-hmm. I hear a little bit of it in his voice when he's a couple lines, but I've had to hear those lines like three or four times to pick up on it. Right. So. I'm really worried that I'm not going to see Han Solo in his performance. I need to see more of his performance. To, to The visuals, some of the things they're doing with it look really cool. I'm fine with everything else. I'm fine with the Millennium Falcon the way it is. It's All that's fine. I'm worried about the centerpiece, which is him. Right, and I was, I was actually sitting here going, I think Ron Howard did a great job of bringing us into the Star Wars universe visually. I, I, whatever he did visually to get this movie back together, I think he did a great job pulling that all back together. I'm back to where you're at, though. Like... I think Lando's going to be great. I do. I, I actually am worried that Donald Glover may outshine <laughs> oh, the yeah. Han Solo. Oh, yeah. And, and I, was, I, I thought you were going to say uh, outshine Billy D. Williams. I'm like, shut your mouth. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody, can Billy out, D. <laughs> Nobody can outshine Nobody Billy, Billy G. D. Sorry. It's Colt 45. It's going to be yeah. Colt 45. But, I mean, like, I could, I'm worried he's actually going to outshine Solo. the guy playing Solo. Yeah. To me, what's missing from Solo right now, at least from what I've seen, he doesn't have the swagger. Right. There's there's the swagger. And maybe that's that the point. Maybe Harrison he, Ford. Had. Maybe he develops it this movie. Maybe by the end of the movie. Yeah. Maybe he starts off timid, and then yeah. by the end, he's got he the swagger. The sw- and if they do that, because he did the Kessel Run, yes. you know, or whatever. Yeah. If that's the thing, if he if they do that and right. they give him the swagger, by the I'll end, I'll be okay with that right. because. Yeah, people don't have swagger from the moment they're born. They right. they kind of develop it over time. I'll be okay with that. Or if you but, earn the reputation of having but I, the swagger, I need yeah. to see and hear Han Solo in him. I, I still agree don't. With you. I agree with you. What do you think, Gary? Like, what was your thoughts after seeing this trailer? I'm still concerned about it. Yeah. Um, What's your biggest concern? Han Solo. Okay. Solo himself, kind of like yep. Eric? Yep. What was the best thing in the trailer? Let me ask the two of you that. Because I've got something I, I really liked, but that I want to see what you guys think. I'm, I'm going to go with the same thing that I liked about the Force Awakens. The best okay. part about it was the Falcon. The Falcon? Okay. Mm. Eric, oh, what was your favorite God, part? That's tough. Probably the vortex scene. Okay. Just because I, I I like that visual, and it'd be neat if they take the fan theory about the Kessel Run and make it true, okay. which is everyone complaining about parsecs not being a measure of distance, time, but being a measure but of time. distance. Yeah, right. And the point is that yes, what he did was he took 
he went through the dangerous routes that, routes that no one else could fly. He did the Kessel Run in a shorter distance right. because he went the dangerous paths that no other what pilot could do. do. Look at that scene. Those are the dangerous paths that no other pilot could do. So if he right. actually does it in under, they're like, yes, it's a, it's a 20 parsec run. I'm going to do it in 12. And he does it. Right. You know, whatever. It, I'll be okay with them tying that in and turning that into an epic scene. That'd be I, great. I can understand. But that, so that's what I'm kind of hopeful for. Tara, what was your favorite part? Mandos. Okay. If they're Mandos. If they're Mandos. Bounty Bo- Hunters, they're whatever you want to call them. My favorite part was actually just seeing four people in the chairs of the cockpit of the Millennium that was, Falcon again. That was neat, yeah. That was just nice to see, you know, nice uh, throwback to... I don't know the old days. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to put the dice on in the movie at some point. That would be like, kind of cool get too. The dice and he'll yeah, put them on. Just an homage to the Last Jedi, even you know, yeah. kind of tie it all together too. Now, now the, there's an image that I didn't see in this trailer that someone brought up of a, of a snow trooper. Oh yeah, and uh, he looks like he's got uh, mechanical legs without better. Uh, yeah, hmm. uh, yeah. I, I heard. I saw that image too. It yeah, was put on Facebook that. somewhere. Right. There's, you know, there's an image I've seen, like I was explaining to you guys off air, of the inside of the actual, where the table is. They're sitting at the game table. Right, right. And you see what that thing looks like clean. You actually see the coloring of the chairs. And you can see it in the cockpit. All of them have yellow upholstery. Yeah. Which is like gone and faded. Right, no, right. By the movie. time we So you, seeing all those neat details clean is going to be neat. The other thing I've heard, because it is during the right time period, we're getting another Vader, Vader cameo. A Vader cameo? Because it's the same time and it's involving the Empire heavily. I guess, yeah, it would would kind of make sense. It totally fits if they can fit him in. And I think we're supposed to get another Vader cameo. And it would probably be the the same guy that's in the Rogue One costume. If they keep putting it at this time period. Because think that they can even do it with the Kenobi movie. Because the Kenobi movie will take place after Vader was created. created. And that could be the tie-in for all the standalone movies is a brief minute or two cameo of Vader. Vader. And they keep using that to tie them together. And I would love that if they do it. That's actually a really cool idea. All the standalones to be tied together that way. Because you don't need them a lot. Just in there somewhat. So one thing I do want to address, because I can't believe this was a thing. A whole bunch of people went online, I told you guys about this, and were like complaining that Han Solo never worked for the Empire. I want to be clear about this. Yes, he did. He went through the Academy. Yes. He went through the Imperial Academy. That's where he learned how to fly, people. Mm-hmm. One That's of the how best, he learned to be the pilot One of the best is. pieces of comic book Fan, or comic book art based on the movies that I saw of the expanded universe mm-hmm. came out before they even did the prequels was a, a comic cover that showed or a comic book art that showed Chewie you can only see him from like the chest and his arms were shackled and there was a hand holding an ID card an Empire ID card and it was right. Han Solo's ID card and the other hand was lighting it on fire and burning it Yeah, and it was Han Solo burning his Empire, his Empire card ID right. to, to leave because there was a Wookiee that he was rescuing or there, something. There's another, that there's art. another famous comic too, and it's the one of my favorites that I have, and it's signed by the original artist. It's of Han Solo in the Baron costume because Han Solo was a Baron in the Imperial in the Tie Fighter wings. He's standing there in his Baron costume, arms folded. He has the belt like he does as a pirate with the blaster on it and everything. And he's just standing there, just kind of like with some swagger. And I just, there's something about that picture I always kind of loved because it showed him like at his prime right, in the Imperial right. Academy. And I think it was part of the X Wing Squadron series. And they did a flashback to Han Solo graduating from the X Men, from the uh, TIE Fighter Academy. And it's the part like when everybody was like, no, no. And I'm like, apparently y'all don't know. Yeah, Star Wars history because he was part of the Imperial. None of that surprises me. No, and I'm glad that and Disney... I have not even read the expanded universe, right. and I know all right. this. Right, and I'm glad Disney didn't throw that away. 
I'm glad they're keeping that part. Keep that part in because I was cool with that. There's certain things where I'm like, you can throw it away and I'm okay with it. But that one, I'm sorry. Han Solo's always been a part of the Imperial Academy and he should be in this movie and I hope he is. So I also heard that Harrison Ford actually came behind the scenes to give some, some pointers, some advice to Alden Ehrenreich about okay. performing the character. Some, some, you know, just for him type insights. Right. Well, and maybe that gives us hope to the fact that towards the end we might see I the hope. swagger. I hope. Okay, so those were our thoughts on the X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer, the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, the Venom trailer, the Deadpool 2 teaser trailer, and Solo A Star Wars Story trailer. That's right, folks. And trailer Mania. And there are some we didn't even cover. That's right. We, we have some more we're going to cover next time. So yes. we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Head over to galaxycast.com. You can write to us at galaxycast.gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube and let us know what you think. And uh, we'll be back in just a little bit as we review the next episode of Star Wars Rebels. We're still not quite caught up, and that's okay. We'll be catching up tonight. We'll see you in just a little bit. Look, what's that ahead? Are those asteroids? No, they're commercials. We'll be right back. Get ready for another From Back the Tank exclusive. I like the sound of that. Hello there. Do you have an affliction, an addiction, or perhaps maybe you just need to rethink your life? Come to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, and a Jedi Master with a wave of a hand will cure you of your illness. Just listen to a happy customer. Uh, I had a big problem with death sticks, and I was constantly playing with myself. And just the wave of a hand, I was back at home, and I was cured. I even have a girlfriend now. Thanks, Master Jedi. Do not despair. Come to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Your happiness is but a mind trick away. Check out From the Back to Take exclusively on Kazda Radio. Go to fromthebacktotake.com. In a galaxy far, far away, the adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo did not end with the destruction of the Death Star. Now, the Empire strikes back and the Star Wars saga continues with the struggle against the dark forces of evil. Read the exciting story in Sphere Paperback. Hear John Williams' magnificent score on RSO records and tapes. See The Empire Strikes Back, Certificate U. At the Odeon Leicester Square from Wednesday, May the 21st. An exclusive presentation in 70mm and Dolby Stereo. Book now. It's the new Star Wars Landspeeder. Wow, looks like it's floating. And people are coming. It's up to Luke Skywalker and his Landspeeder to get us out. Action figures each sold separately. The Landspeeder has a snap-open space hatch, and Star Wars action figures R2-D2 and C-3PO fit right in back. Hurry, they're dancing. Activate spring glide wheels. The Force goes with us. Yeah. Kenner's new Star Wars Landspeeder. Action figures each sold separately. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial 
for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience during our galactic promotions. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Okay, folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we talk about the latest episode of Star Wars Rebels, at least the latest to us, titled Crawler Com- Commandeers. It's supposed to be called Crawler Commanders, I believe. I think no, Commandeers. They commandeers. Oh, Commandeers. Okay, I thought it was Commanders. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not that it matters. The whole episode was about a crawler. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thank you, folks. We're done. Good night. Ba- we can drop the mic. Basically. <laughs> can we take over a, a crawler vehicle? Right. Yeah. Basically, we have this crawler that is burning up the the land on Lothal, and it's a mining ore, right? Gary is yep. still is the assumption that I'm making about this. And they want to take over the crawler because they realize that it's signaling. It's got a long range. It's got a long range antenna on it. And that's how they find it. At the beginning, they they discover there's a signal coming from something. Yes, they they have a a, a receiver and they, but it's not strong enough to get past the Empire's signal block on the planet. But they're hearing something close by, so they go check it out. It's this crawler, and they realize that crawler has a strong enough. Antenna. Right, it's got a, a long-range antenna on it, and so they decide to go get the crawler. I mean, yes. and so, so they get can get through the raspberry jam, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> Lone Star. <laughs> so you know, I, so they they fly right towards the crawler, they come up the back, a bit behind it, a little bit behind it, but I, it's still sitting here going, okay, there's no security at all. Security can't see anything coming at all, ever, never, ever. Can't see them coming at all. No. Yeah, it's I just don't sm- see that happening. It's got smoke around it. It's obviously not designed to have a lot of people walking on the surface because it's only got some small walkways. Well, I think that's so that they can burn up whatever's on yeah. the ground. I mean, that makes sense to me, but I don't know. I just thought there would be better security. I mean... Yeah. Oh, I expected <laughs> the Mining Guild uh, operation. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mining Guild droids were there... Course. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't hate it. It didn't. It didn't break it too much for me. Like other things yeah. in the episode, it didn't break anything for me. I yeah, was, there were I other like, bad spots in the episode. Yeah. I'll give you that, that, that. That totally took away. So they do away with the droid pretty quickly. They do a droid with another droid, security droid, pretty quickly. Nice shot right and, through the head. Yeah, nice shot <laughs> through the head, and and they start getting into the droid. Now, meanwhile, back on Yavin Four, we have Hera who is debating with Mon Mothma, and. Who else is with them? Bail Organa. Bail Organa, He's thank you. hologramming in. And General Dodonna. And they're all talking about the new TIE defenders, uh, elites. Yes, and they're saying how it has no weaknesses they can discover, and if they get manufactured, they will not be able to handle them in combat. If they mass-produce them, there's no way their fleet's going to be able to, to be able to withstand them. So there's, there's a lot of discussion. I just found it interesting that they very quickly kind of almost escorted out of the room... <laughs> Hera in order to have a discussion, which seemed very vague. Well, she's not, she's not high enough up. Right, she's not, she's not important enough to be able to hear the other part of the discussion. Although later, Mon Mothma just comes out and freely tells her, yeah, I think whatever well, it is they talked about. Because so I think Mon Mothma's on her side. 
I guess, but I mean, like, I was kind of like, if that's so secretive, why couldn't she just sit in there? And well, I wonder, if, anyway? wonder if there were other things they were discussing that we don't know. Maybe that's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility, too. Yeah, that uh, Directive 13 or whatever yeah. yeah. Don't you guys assume Directive 13 is Death Star. a reference to the yeah, Death Star? Yeah, they've cleared right? off no. all Empire on a planet to destroy it. No. No. You don't well, think so? What is it? Because they said that it's evacuation of a planet of, right. all, mil- of yeah. all Imperial yeah. personnel. So the Death Star could come in and blow it up. <sighs> no. What do you think it is, then? There's going to be a... Uh, Throne's going to uh, level Lothal. Oh, he's going to level Lothal. Yep. Oh, okay. So that's why the blockade, keep yep. people from coming in, and then they clear the planet and then just level it from the space. Yeah, because <coughs> one, one of the trailers showed them just laying waste to the, the planet. Yeah, I remember us even talking about that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they might be getting rid of all the people to just and, level um, it. They know... That they send it, an attack force to destroy the the factory. It's it's going to be nil because they're going to destroy it. The, the Imperials are going to destroy it themselves. Right. Pretty much. Right. True. Yeah. That that's yeah. That's true. If they're going to destroy it, there's no point in. And okay, so the rebels are the ghost teams. There, they're collateral damage. Right. They're gone. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. That but would then, be. But then, why send an entire attack fleet? Because they can't. Because they do a like they did in Rogue, Rogue One. Oh, they true. just went. <laughs> right. A group of them just went. So you think Hera didn't get permission? Right. She's just grabbed a bunch of people. Okay. If she did get permission, it's just from uh, maybe for one squadron or something. It's from my mothma. It ain't from the rest of them. <coughs> right. I get what you're saying. And she's told them you have limited time. Right. And you have to get out of there. Yeah, that would be an interesting way to to yeah that would, that'd be interesting if that's the way it, it rolls out. So long story short, they they commandeer the ship and in the process they kill the. Well, no, they they try to capture the commander of the ship, but they don't really capture him. They, I'm not sure what they're doing with the commander. That's they the they part don't tie him up. They don't right. ever do any. They keep letting him get out and get loose. He, He's like a gecko for crying out yeah. loud. He keeps crawling all over the place, and you know, I'm waiting for him to be like, "Oh, I, I could offer you some insurance." You know, like it's <laughs> just waiting for him to do that. And, right? Like I just, I don't know. I, and he hisses and he does all these weird things, which of course they make fun of. Ezra yeah. makes fun of when he answers the comms and. And all that kind of stuff. And, of course, they make fun of it when he's like, do I sound like that? That actually was a guy like that one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there were a couple of comedic parts. But now knowing that Seth Green yeah. was the voice of the captain of, of the entire crawler, I'm kind of like, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense why there was some humor thrown in there. <clears throat> so he they they don't tie him up. They just kind of keep knocking him out. Keep knocking him <laughs> out. Zeb keeps doing that. And in the meantime, they, they there's some sort of... Signal being given in the well, ship. Well, there's an intercom, there's and an it's intercom. coming from the back of the ship. Right. So they they send Zeb and Kanan to go and check out what that is. They tell Ezra to keep the ship going, and they tell Sabine to Sabine keep trying to, to get the antenna working. Right, try yep. to get the antenna working. So yet again, they split themselves up into 20, 20 different directions, which never seems to work. Nope. And Kanan and Zeb find slaves slaves on the ship being forced to work. One of and them a, is Visago. Visago. One of them is Visago, the, the goddle we keep running into. and So, you know, it kind of feels like, yet again, we're relying on old characters come back and, you know, anchor something that's not working. Again. I actually, I didn't look at it that way. I kind of looked at it as like they were telling what happened to him. Yeah. No, I get you know, what you're saying. They yeah. didn't really, you never really knew where he ended right. up. Right, he just so. know. yeah, yeah. he ended he's up He's not a obscurity. big enough character to me- make it like, oh. Yeah, he's oh, not anchoring it. I he's, a, he's an anchor character that really ties us into the Star Wars universe. No, so I, I feel like it was saying. just a story continuation. 
So in the process, they also discover that the gecko <laughs> is up and about again. Yeah. And this time they decide to throw him into the gangplank. And then while they do that, well, the gangplank or the, the, the side room off of the, the main closet or whatever you want to call it. Meanwhile, the gunship shows up. No, wait, you're, you're jumping way ahead. Am there's I? the whole sequence with the Bosque type. Bound, oh, yeah, well, there's the fight between Zeb with, and that With the laser whip. You. We were wondering, who totally is the, about Remember, that. we were like, oh, who has the yeah, laser whip? Yeah. This could be really cool. Oh, it turns out it's... It's not even, a, it's not even like a Jedi. It's no. not even a Sith. It's just a slaver whipping his slaves around. Yeah, and who happens to be, looks like the same race as Bosk. Right. And, well, I think they are the yeah. same race as Bosk. Trandoshan. Yep, Trandoshan. And <clears throat> Zeb and, and the Trandoshan apparently, the Trandoshan can beat a Jedi when he has just a laser whip because he beats... Apparently he beats the crud out of Kanan pretty Kanan quick. Kanan had no chance. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, bounty hunters are supposed to be able to beat Jedi, so it kind but of this... makes sense. But it, it doesn't make any sense in this <laughs> episode. I agree with you. Maybe he's not really a Trandoshan. Maybe he's just uh, East Alamari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He's an East Alamari Trandoshan. Could that be a thing? Could they procreate? That would be interesting. So so anyway, and this So whole... then he ends up getting into a big fight with Zeb. And this whole fight is so awkward because, like, they end up underneath a overwalk platform, and part of me is like, why? Like, they didn't, I I don't know, they didn't need to end up there. Well, he tried to push Zeb over. Right, but... Zeb grabbed him, pulled him over, and thought he'd knocked him off, and then it turns out the guy was hanging next to him. Right. They got into an underside fight, and then the... Used his whip but, to hang. But you're not telling me this choreography was just plain awful. I mean, no, like I didn't just, think. Trust me, I didn't think this was nearly as awful as other episodes I've seen. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess that's true. When you could, you know, I don't know what bad and bad. They don't is. do. They don't do a bad lot of hand to hand fighting in this in Clone Wars. True. So to see a little bit of it, I didn't. I didn't actually think that was bad. Okay. So anyway, Zeb goes to knock him off, and he doesn't fall, and then. Zeb kind of catches him. He whips him. All this weird stuff happens with the whip. First off, Zeb, I don't understand like how he didn't end up letting go because he's getting electrocuted. He was he's having a tougher. hard time holding him begin with. He's tougher. I guess he's tougher, but I just, you know. So there's a lot of questions there, I have yeah. about this. And then Zeb watches the guy fall, and I'm assuming he dies. Yeah. Because we really don't know. He fell into smoke. He fell into smoke, and we just kind of make the assumption hey. he does. Hey, nobody. Nobody, nobody no death. Nobody. That's Gary's rule. And so they get applauded by the godel and and everybody that's there and yay you know they they freed us and all this kind of stuff then we go back and we yeah we throw the, the gecko into the the side room and the gunships are gunships approaching. approach and uh that's v- when they visago tries to impersonate the captain right that's when they decide to switch and have visago impersonate the captain and they try to get the imperials off the ship as quick as they can because their biggest fear is that the Gecko is going to wake up again and this time reveal who where they are. My only thing about this part of the episode was, you know, when they switched rooms, like when they, they the Imperials were, you know, trying to find the rebels on the ship, if it, as it were, they didn't make it realistic at all. Like, we never saw the rebels move from, from room to room. Like, have them sneaking by in the background or something. Like, we didn't even see that happen. And I got to admit... Zago was surprised. I was even more surprised that they were able to switch rooms that quick. I well, thought I maybe no. I knew they went to the other closet. Oh yeah. They they did it from the beginning. The only person in oh, the closet true, was the right. knocked was, out captain. The captain. They left yeah. him in there because they all had come back out and were talking. And then when the gunships landed, they ran into the second closet. True. Yeah. But still, it was a weird. It was the whole scene yeah. was blocked weird. And then the Imperials gave up real quick. Like they were like, ah, there's nobody here. And then the part I didn't understand at all is. The guy who captains the ship has a lisp and sounds like a snake. And then a godel who sounds almost like a goat 
is the guy who's the captain now, and nobody questions that. Yeah. That's that's not something we question at all. <clears throat> the only thing I could figure was the people who called in the question were right. familiar with the captain, but the crew that they sent out was just a crew they, a crew they just sent and said, go check just this out. Just a generic crew to go check yeah. it out. And so they didn't, they didn't have all the info. They didn't know who they were going to talk to. Right. They just, it, you know. But again, I, another gap that we have yeah, to try to explain ha- away. We have to explain it. Yeah. Right. So the Imperials will leave, and that's when they decide to try to start sending a long-distance signal, and that's when we find out that our gecko captain has taken off, and he is now severed connections with the power, he's sabotaging the ship, sabotaging the ship, and basically is keeping them from contacting their rebel friends. And in the process, he's demanding that they contact the Imperials instead. I mean, if this is his ship and he's he's got control of it, and that's when suddenly Sabine reveals that he's in the power room, in the control room, and he's taken power away from the actual antenna. And may actually take power to the whole station, to the whole crawler, unless they go and do something about it. So that's when they decide Ezra really is the best person to go up through the shaft. Because they try going another way, and it's locked with a mag lock. So can't use a Jedi lightsaber to get through it. Uh, So Ezra has to be the one to go get him. And he finds him in the control room, and they have a little fight. And that now that fight, the second fight, was way more awkward to me. Than it it seemed very awkward. That one I didn't like at all. I didn't mind yeah. the one with Zeb. I actually thought it was kind of neat to see Zeb get into a fist fight where he was being beat up and stuff. Right. But this one with Ezra, the thing would like jump on him and hit him a few times, and then crawl into the darkness, then crawl back. And every right. time he tried to jump on him, he was kind of aware it was going to be there, and he kept ducking it, but he couldn't hit it. So you're telling right. me these things are so quick a Jedi can't Couldn't hit the broadside of a bar with his lightsaber yeah. for whatever stupid reason. They can block laser blasts. Not that he has but they can't, or anything and can they sense can't, him. Yeah, they can't lightsaber him. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true, too. He never even, like, used a force push or no, anything like no. that. Nope. It was all... And then the only thing that kills the, the captain is he trips on the lightsaber and falls into the smelting yeah. part of the ship. And, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of got the impression like they were trying to imply... In this episode, that maybe Ezra turned to the dark side slightly in that right, he didn't Ezra save rea- the guy. He realized the guy was about to trip. And he didn't do anything about didn't, it. He kind of looked like he was going to say something, never did, and then the guy fell in. Right. And then we assume that's the end of the captain. Ezra returns power to the ship. They finally get a hold of Hera, and that's when we discover that the rebels have decided they're going to attack, attack Lothal, and that's kind of where we end. And these guys have now captured a... Trawler, trawler, and they're going to be in charge of the ground assault. Right, and they give that over to uh, Visago and, and tell him that's that's his ship now that yeah. he can control it. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. That's the entire episode in a nutshell. I, we just explained that in about less than ten minutes. I just want to point that out. Yeah. There wasn't much this episode yet no. again. It was very you know disjointed, sound... just very off, off, off. It's off. slow. It's very slow storytelling. The one thing about Rebels that has always surprised me is how they stretch stuff out. Yeah. They come up with a single idea, which maybe, if it was a Star Wars movie, taking over this trawler would have been like a one-minute sequence of action. Sure. And then move on. But because it's Rebels and because it's a whole season, they decide to Which dedicate a whole episode it out to it. for 30 minutes. And it, it, it is. It always feels too stretched out. It was so slow, even Gary fell asleep through it. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so this is going to okay. sound real harsh, but I babysit, and so, you know, like, sometimes you watch the shows. I have seen kids' shows that are more interesting and have more of a plot line 
than Star Wars Rebels does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's it's you know even it's being marketed to kids, and I kind of make it's I, marketed to teenagers. To part of me says you know it's almost like they're dumbing it down at this point. They, I don't they know. really feel like they are. I, I kind of feel like they are. Like there's there's almost assuming the kids are dumb or something. I don't know. I, it's I'm the not C-team. sure. What's that? It's the C team. It's yeah, the Z team. That's for sure. So it's I not guess in the alphabet team. I guess we could rate this and talk about it quick because there's really not much else to say, right? I mean, like, I mean we've described the entire episode. We've described the it entire episode. It doesn't really tie into the overall giant mythology they've been setting up with the Loth Wolves and the yeah. Weird Visions and what's going to happen. And there was no Thrawn. There was really no Empire threat other than the two gunships. Mm. They're really uh, the whole point of the episode. Literally, the entire point of the episode is we have to get a message to Hera. Yeah, and that. That they spend the entire episode trying to get a message to Hera. And more importantly to me, to me, the more important part of the episode was the part we didn't spend much time on at all, which is the rebels are going to attack Lothal. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big to deal. To me, that's the big deal. That's the only big deal out of the whole episode. And we spent two minutes on it, I think, total throughout the entire episode. I, I don't know. It's it's distressing and we again did, we did learn about, that. what was it, Directive 13? Directive 13, yeah. Where apparently... They're going to leave Lothal. There's, you know, well, we, we assume it's Lothal. We assume we're it's we're Lothal. making that assumption. It, it's uh, all Imperial uh, personnel evacuate the planet. Yes. Right. But planet. we don't know if it's Lothal or if it's... A we de- assume I, it's Lothal, it could yeah. be, We assume it's Lothal because we because Gary has a good point. He thinks that Thrawn is going to decimate the planet, just right. destroy it from space. But it could also be them... do. They were saying this is we got bigger fish to fry than these... these these rebels. The, well, no, they were saying the rebels were saying they have bigger, oh, yeah, yeah. bigger things to deal with than these uh, new designed Tie right. Fighters. Right. Be, well, now I guess they be called Tri Fighters because there's this Directive Thirteen they learned about, which is the evacuation of a planet. They think something bigger is going on, and so it could be a Death Star evacuation. Right. Clear a planet off so the Death Star can come in and do a test run. Right. So, what do you but, guys think? I mean, go ahead, Gary. Which could be their uh, evacuating Jetta. Which the, that's, yeah, the yeah, that's, could, that's the only thing I'm thinking the other be, because that was the first test. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could be the you know that evacuation there on Jeddah. So, what do you guys think? Anybody want to hit this I'll, one first? I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead, Gary. I'm going to give it seven pillows. Seven pillows. <laughs> yep. Which trans- <laughs> translates to a three. Yeah. Oof. So it's really good to sleep to, but <laughs> but not really good to watch if you want to stay awake. What's the best part, Gary? The best part uh, seeing that big mining craft. Ship. Yeah. Okay. I, I liked it. It was pretty neat. Yeah, it was a good design. What was the worst part? Waking back up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm still watching Rebels. <laughs> it's still going? <laughs> Tara, what would you rate this one? A two. Okay. Best part? Death. There was a death at the end. Okay. And what was the worst part? The episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Harsh. Eric, what was your, what would you rate I'll this one? I'll be a little higher than everyone. I'm going to go five. Okay. I'm, I'm dead down the middle because... Yeah, it was a boring episode, and it was completely stretched out. I didn't actually mind the fight between Zeb and the bounty or the slaver. I thought it was kind of neat to see a fist fight where Zeb was actually kind of getting beaten up and stuff because he's always just clonked heads and knocked people out. Right. I felt like they tried to throw. It's like they they didn't have a full script, so they threw another stuff. Well, let's put Visago on the ship, so we've got another character that's right, out there right. rescuing him, and let's you know whatever. And so it felt like a really padded out five minute idea. Right. That was just padded out to a full episode. That being said, we now, you know, there are a couple important moments that lead into the next episodes. If you didn't see this, you'd be wondering why they're attacking the planet. Right. You wouldn't have, you'd miss out on that. So there's a little bit we got out of it. Nothing majorly important. I think my favorite part was actually the joke throwaway line where the, where the captain said, I sound like that. 
Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I sound like. And the worst part to me was the entire cockpit sequence where they were trying to convince the stormtroopers. It just felt so yeah. fake and awkward and yeah. forced. And those are the dumbest stormtroopers ever because the guy was like, empty? I mean, of course it's empty. I'd be like, why? What were you expecting to find in there? You know, it's right, like, they yeah. it just were unaware. They didn't even check the second closet. Nope. And the guy's acting really suspicious and they just, yeah. okay, we'll leave. So the whole sequence was like really bad trying writing. To, yeah, it was just bad writing that just didn't didn't pan out. So I'll I'll be a little generous with it and I'll give it a five. Well, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as the other. T- I'm giving it a three too. I, I uh, to me, you could have you could have told this story in the first five minutes of the next Rebels episode. You know, like previously or whatever. You could have done a newsreel. I don't care how you do it, but this was not a you know a, a an entire episode moment. My favorite part of this episode actually was, out of all the fights, I gotta say it was the Trandoshan fight with Zeb. It, it really was the best part of the the entire episode. It's still awkward and clunky, I think. It mm. still didn't quite flow with everything else. Why you're giving it only a three. <laughs> right. You know, the worst part of the episode, to me, was just the lack of uh, doing anything with the captain. I mean, like, why would you let the captain just walk all over the place? I mean, like, seriously, like, tie him up, do something, zip ties, something. I mean, like, I don't know. I, they that don't just, afford that kind of stuff. Yeah, they the can't afford zip ties. Yeah. You've, got, you've got slaves on the ship. There must right. be some sort of restraining system for the slaves. Somewhere, right? I mean, like, it just didn't make any sense at all. And the Empire actually seemed weak in this episode, which I can't believe that's a, you know... At least those couple of guys seemed really, Right, like, really, really stupid. I just can't believe that, that, that they would... They, they would needed like a that. better idea as to why they wouldn't want to stay on the ship. You know, right. not, hey, you want to see the logs? They're really boring, but I'll show them to you. The, the whole thing should have been when people, when they landed, they should have had all, like, all the slaves lie down. Right. Us, put on masks. We've had a leak of something. Make it sound like the thing's dangerous right. and you shouldn't stay long. And they'd be like, okay, we got to get out of here. Get it fixed. Get it right. Something. There's, right there. I just threw that out. And I think that's a better plan to, to I, I'm going to go one off. step better. I, I think the idea of needing a long-range antenna, okay, good idea. Just don't put it on the stupid crawler. Put it on something else. Yeah. And I would have been okay with it. I think the crawler was just a dumb MacGuffin in the middle of all this that could have been avoided just by having a long-range antenna on a building that would be impossible to get into, but they yeah. got to do it anyway. Yeah. So something. I don't know. Just really kind of a, a weird way to end this episode. So yet again, here we are on another Star Wars Rebels episode where all of us are kind of like, what is what just happened? What did we just watch? Or not watch, because some of us watched the back of our eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I, I don't blame you, Gary. I, uh, I was having a hard time with it myself, trying to stay awake through it. Um, I'm just spent the episode of methylone. Okay, so, you know... You guys have heard it now. We, we, we've said what we have to say about this episode. There's not much else to say. It's sad. There's there's Star Wars media out there that, that is we are so not into. boring. <laughs> this is actually starting to make Star Wars Ewoks look normal. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Or even Star Wars droids from back in 1980-whatever uh, look normal. So, um, you know, maybe the Star Wars holiday special isn't so bad after all. Uh, I'd rather watch that. Has more I know, plot right? line like, than this. Right? I mean, so I can't believe I'm saying that either. So that was our thoughts on this episode of Star Wars Rebels. We'd love to hear from you or hear from you about what we just said. So please find us on Facebook. Please find us on Twitter. Please find us on YouTube or head on over to GalaxyCast.com. Let us know or even email us at GalaxyCast.gmail.com and let us know what you thought of this episode as well. We'd love to hear from you as our, our, our related people out there that are listening to us. What do you think of this episode? Maybe you disagreed with us. Or maybe you're in the same boat as us and you're like, get rid of this one. Yeah. So, as we always like to say here in the Star Production Studios, may, may the force be with those who listen. Because it's not with those watching. Hey, Shatterpoint. Ewoks.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the GalaxyCast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.